0: Um, I had never really given it any thought. Um, you know, I, I had my goal and that was that. I had no purpose in putting aside effort into a plan B. This is my plan A. This is what I'm doing. You know, you can shoot me down all you want, but that's what I'm going to strive for. As many times as you're going to say no and make me feel like crap, I'm going for that.
1: All right. Oh my gosh, that's so loud. All right, everybody. Welcome back. This is episode number seven with uh, with with my other good friend Corey Goodlit. This is this is my other best friend. He he came over right after right after Austin and I recorded our last podcast. Say hi, Corey.
0: Hey guys.
1: You gotta talk to the microphone, bud. I don't know why you and Austin both don't talk to the microphone. <laughs>
0: Philly can hear me from there.
1: Um, There,
0: there. Gotta keep it there.
1: You gotta speak into it. Okay. There we go. So we uh, we were discussing topics on what episode seven was gonna be about, and uh, what's that topic? What's it say?
0: Be comfortable with being uncomfortable.
1: Okay. That's definitely something that something that Corey and I both believe in. Something that we a view that uh, a, a point of view that we both share very intently but before we start Corey, why don't you why don't you go ahead and and introduce yourself to people who don't know you because because i know you
0: um cory goodlett uh known caesar probably seven years now um yeah went to high school together um started weightlifting together probably three three years ago i want to say
1: yeah it's been a, it's been a minute
0: yeah moved to uh montana back in 2015 after high school yeah Um, i lived there for quite a while um, with my uncle a little bit and then on my own for about a year Uh, now i'm back uh, trying to get to the army again didn't work the first time but trying to get back in again and waiting on that now yeah just kind of lifting and preparing myself
1: yeah i think and then that's the that's what we wanted to talk about today that's what i wanted to talk to you about today was was what happened what we what what happened after after high school, basically the whole going up to Montana and being up there. Cause I mean, you know, you Austin and I have always been a very tight knit group. We've always been really close and spent a lot of time together. So, you know, when, when you left and, and you left Austin and I to our own, our own yeah. devices, it was definitely, it was definitely a shock to our system. And, and we definitely had to be comfortable with, being uncomfortable with you not being here but but you had your reasons and and that's what i want to talk to you about today so you know you can go as in depth as you want but what was what was the reason why did why did you go to why did you leave
0: well when i when i graduated i had stayed for you know a couple months after and then realized that what I was doing wasn't really moving me forward. I was in the same routine, you know, still living with my family. I know it's not odd at 18, but to me it felt like I'd gone nowhere and I really wanted to be somewhere after that. Um, So leaving was a way for me to just kind of, you know, branch out from the normal of what I've been doing and, you know, kind of gain a new perspective on life other than under the house of my family and, you know, protection of my friends that I've known for years um, uh, just getting out of my comfort zone
1: well, that's good I mean that that's definitely something that at some point or another everyone should do right. like a lot of people are I think especially in like our neck of the neighborhoods like in where we live a lot of people are really are really set on staying at home and just being at home and, and having you know, mom and dad take care of everything. And that's, it's not something that we made fun of, but it was definitely something that we, we kind of knew wasn't for us. It wasn't something that was going to, it wasn't anything that we knew was going to take us somewhere.
0: Yeah. Seeing people from, you know, a couple years up from us from high school and, you know, them coming back and, you know, Hey, what are you guys doing? You know, we're working here in town, still living with mom and dad. And we're like, really, that's what you have chose to do with your life. Yeah. Like, you know it was never for us and I saw that very quickly so I had to get out um, I could have very easily stayed happy here um, but I never grew I would have never grown yeah. to who I am
1: and that's and that's that's important you know and, and that's and that's a, a big reason of what you know this this whole thing is about is it's looking inward rather than than outward for for that motivation that thing that helps you move forward what part of what part of Montana? Where where'd you go?
0: Um, town called Kalispell. Um, it's about five hours from Missoula, um, right up on the Canadian border.
1: Okay. What'd you do out there while you were while you were gone?
0: Um, I worked on my uncle's ranch a little bit. Um, helped on another friend's ranch, and then I also worked at the Buffalo Wild Wings out there. Okay. Um,
1: so I mean, all of that. I mean, and and you also because when you when you did leave, you did you left when we started doing our our crossfit like our weightlifting and doing all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and i know that was a big pain for you to to go up there and, and learn it yourself how did you i mean how did you keep yourself accountable with with training with with just kind of growing doing what it is that you that you wanted to accomplish just being a more independent person
0: um you know i had a with only keeping myself account- accountable, I had you know you here. I had Austin back home. My family was also back home, all counting on me to make something of myself. You know that was a big help. I knew you and Austin were there, um, putting in the work even when I wasn't. Um, so I had to make sure for myself, I was putting in that same amount of work I uh, you know would get out of you guys that I had to get out of myself. Um, And it took me a while. Um, With no one watching me, I could kind of slack, you know. I got to do what I want when I wanted, and that was a freedom I never had. So I chose to be lazy with it. Um, But that wasn't the point of going up there. And eventually had to realize if I need to move forward, I have to start moving forward, you know. And moving forward is not just leaving your family, um, which I thought it was. I thought I could just leave my family and boom, I'd be a changed person. Um, You know, I'd be independent, I'm on my own, that's awesome. But I was the same person, just a thousand miles away. So I had to look into myself and really find out what I wanted to change about myself. You know, not just a general picture about myself, but you know, what was it about myself that I wasn't satisfied with? and what I needed to change and that's really how I started you know keeping myself accountable and doing what I needed to get done before it was too late
1: when you I mean going up and and living on your uncle's your uncle's ranch did he did he expect you did he expect you to do things like like help like help out around the house like basically in the same situation that you would have been at home
0: it was a better situation than i was at home my parents you know basically did everything i needed um and my uncle he was a he was a military man he expected a lot Um, he was also raising his grandson um from his kids that couldn't take care of him so he was raising his grandkids as a 65-year-old man. Okay. Um, so in that aspect, he needed a lot of help. He ran an 18-acre ranch, which needed a lot of help. Um, and, you know, me going up there thinking, oh, I got more family, boom, I'm set. I, um, but his way of living was way different than I've ever had. Um, you know, waking up early in the morning, getting the snow off of the house and the barn, um, taking the kid to school, picking him up from school, Um, you know, just stuff that I've never had to do before because my parents did everything for me. And I credit a lot of who I am to him because he didn't care that it was my first time on my own. He didn't care that I've been coddled my entire life. He said, you're a man, time to act like one, Um, which really jumped me into shape.
1: Were you ever scared?
0: I was terrified. Um, And especially when I was when I had first moved out there, my fear wasn't that I wasn't going to succeed at being my own. I I know I could be on my own, but it was if I came back or if I came back the wrong way, I'd be a failure because I I left to be someone better. And I thought coming back would mean that nothing was accomplished. Um, That was definitely a fear of mine. Um, But after a couple of months, I figured out that it's not that whether you come back to what you know, or you know what you're comfortable to, if you end up coming back to it or revisiting it, it's how you take yourself to what's comfortable. You know, you can be in a comfortable state as long as you're not taking the easy way there. If you find a way around to be in a hardship, right, and you find a way out, and then are in a comfortable state where you're like, okay, I've done well. You know, I'm where I feel like I need to be. Um, But you're back at a comfortable state doesn't mean you failed. It means you found out what you needed to to be comfortable again.
1: Would you say that you're you're back to being comfortable or or do you have that itch to to, you know, kind of want to go out again and and do your own thing?
0: Um, I came back about a year and a half ago from Montana and I was in a comfortable state and it was nice. I had a good job, steady pay. Um, but for me again, it wasn't enough. I needed another challenge. I needed something else to push myself to where I didn't fall back into that comfort zone of my family and just going through the motions again. Um, so I needed another challenge. And the next challenge that I found was weightlifting. You know, you had been doing it while I was gone and Austin had been doing it. And, uh, you know, found our coach, Coach Mike, who is still my coach now. Um, and he gave me that next challenge. He wasn't always there for it, but he, you know.
1: He set you on the path and you kind of, you took it up. Like, you, you took up that, you grabbed the torch and you took it and you ran with it.
0: Right. Um, and that's something that I figured out about myself is I can't, I can't stay in what I'm at. I need something to grab.
1: Yeah.
0: You know. I, I tried not weightlifting for a while, and I just tried regular working out, you know, some running here and there, but I fell off, because there wasn't a goal to obtain. It was just doing it to do it, because I should've. But there was no goal to obtain, um, which that's that's what I need, is something, a goal to obtain, a purpose for me to keep going on.
1: What's, uh, what would you say your purpose is now?
0: Um, my purpose is now is to join the Army. Um, I've been trying since I was 17, um, have been denied many times, um, which is part of the reason I left for Montana as well. Um, You know, the heartache of getting denied from the Army, which was why I was here um, in California, because they don't have a base up in Montana for me to go to. Um, So my my purpose here was to join the Army, but I had been denied so many times that I needed a fresh start, you know came back after I realized no this is what I want in life. this is what I'm called for um, what I've been put on this earth for. And so now again I'm trying to go back into the army and praise God. I recently just got accepted medically. Um, you know so all I have to do now is you know go through my physical and sign my waiver and I'll be off.
1: Well oh, run me through it. how many how many times do they say no?
0: Seven or eight times really? Yeah, they said, no, this isn't enough. Go back. Go get more. Um, You know, you can't come in because of this. You're going to have to do more to fix that problem about seven or eight times.
1: Why didn't you stop?
0: Um, Part of the reason was because if I stopped, I would think of myself as a failure because I know it's what I meant for. You know, it's all what I've wanted. If I think about another job, I can't see myself doing anything else. So in a way, this is my purpose. Um, and I can't see myself as a failure to just give up. You know, If that day comes, or if that day did come, where they said, no, there's no way you can do this, fine, I, you know, I'm a talented person, I can find something else that I'm good at. But it was never my intention to do anything else. So until I got what I needed, until I grabbed that torch, there's no stopping.
1: Well, as far as I've known you, I mean, it's it's definitely not one. Uh, you're definitely not one to quit. I mean, as long as I've known you, it's 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 pretty hard to see you not be passionate and not not set your mind to something and not complete it. Right. So, worst case scenario, you know, worst case scenario, if something like that, something like that did happen. And you had to be comfortable with being uncomfortable in that situation. Where do you see yourself what do you see yourself doing?
0: If I didn't get accepted. Mm. Um, I had never really given it any thought. Um, you know, I I had my goal and that was that. I had no purpose in putting aside effort into a plan B this is my plan A, this is what I'm doing. You know, you can shoot me down all you want, but that's what I'm gonna strive for. As many times as you're gonna say no and make me feel like crap, I'm going for that. And it never crossed my mind to think of something different.
1: You know, it's funny, it's a lot of people, a lot of people and it's, I think it might just be the way that everyone thinks nowadays. It's having a plan A is good but also having a plan B is, is better. Mm-hmm. And I've never, I don't know. I've never been comfortable with the idea that having a plan B is something that somebody has to have right. because having a plan B just means that, that you're fully expecting plan A to just fall through. Mm-hmm. So, you know, thinking to myself and, and, and the things that I've set out to do. Yeah. I am there's there's never really been a plan B for me and 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 you know it doesn't surprise me that you would say that it doesn't surprise me that that you would that that you don't have a plan B mm-hmm. it, it it makes sense
0: yeah
1: why um why the army why why was it why why the army why why has the army been the the thing that you've been wanting to do since I mean since I've known you yeah
0: the I've had. Um, probably four uncles and a couple of cousins be in the army and the way they talk about it, um, gives them so much pride in themselves, you know, um, gives them a sense of, of being and something that they can be proud of. And, you know, when I was in football, you know, I didn't really, you know, I enjoyed it. I loved football. You know, me and you both, we had a great time until you shattered your knee. <laughs> but, but it was nothing that I grabbed and said, I'm super proud that I am second place.
1: I remember just, I remember just being a machine, just being a robot, oh. just those, those days of practice that really just, just dragged on. And, and we hours. said it, and we just said it, like, I'm just a machine. Yeah. I don't have any feelings. I'm no just fe- here. Yep. I am just do not have here. any
0: feelings. Um, <laughs> but hearing my family talk about the pride it gives them and, you know, what it means to them, you know, it was, you know, it was just something that I wanted. And the Army was a great way for that.
1: Is there anything that you're worried about as far as, as far as this, this whole process?
0: I'm, I'm worried about a lot um, with it being my, my dream for four or five years, I'm worried about, you know, not doing well, you know, what if I get there and it's not right for me, you know, as much as I wanted this, if it's not right for me, that's crushing, um, you know, not doing as well as I would hope. I've been a leader my entire life, um, you know, let our team, you know, lead my work, um, but getting there to a, to an environment of everyone's a leader, you know, in the army, no one's, you don't go there to be a follower and with everyone being a leader, you know, you're going in from the, R world at the top, but back down to the bottom, you know, everyone's going to be where you're at. Everyone wants to be where you're at and it's frightening, you know, but again, there's that challenge to strive above all the leaders, you know, to not be the one that falls back that is still a leader, but you're following a leader as a leader and that that's terrifying. Um, those are probably my biggest concerns.
1: Austin and I, uh, Austin and I were talking about how being a previous leader and everything that you did, you know, as far as, as far as football as, well for him, you know, as far as his athletic career and mm-hmm. then going through the fire Academy and doing all that stuff, there were three things that he took away from it. The first one was discipline, being a disciplined individual will give you the freedom to, to do the things that you want. The second thing was being a good follower, is learning how to listen to people, and listen and, and and listen as as a follower and learn from your leaders. Right. And the third one was being humble. Mm-hmm. Now, in in his experience with his athletics and the in the fire academy and everything that he's done up until. You know, working, he's always had that mindset of you just got to be the best worker that you can be. I mean, obviously, obviously you're gonna have you have that same mentality. Yeah. Where did you get all that from? Where did you want? Where did you learn to to be a leader and to do the best job that you could be? Well, who'd you learn that from? Regardless of situation.
0: Um, where I learned to be a leader, I'm not. I'm not entirely sure about that. Um, you know, I could pull leaders out of my life. You know, uncle's a surgeon, dad's a you know top salesman in his industry. Um, I can pull leaders from everywhere, but being a leader is something you have inside of you. You know, I've got people at my work who are amazing workers, but they can't lead. You know, it's, it's what's inside of you. You can either be, you know, a leader, a hard worker, someone who can be depended on, And then there's just people with mindsets that don't have that ability. And I don't think it's something you can teach. I think it's something that you have. It can be brought out of you, but it can't be something that's taught to you.
1: Yeah. What is that? What is that saying? Some people are born great and others have greatness thrust upon them.
0: Yeah. Would Uh, you
1: say that, that you were born great or are you still waiting for that greatness to be thrust upon you?
0: I wouldn't say I was born great. I was born a fat kid. I didn't, (laughs) I was not a great child. Um, It, I haven't reached greatness. I don't think I could ever say I've reached greatness. Because, I mean, you can say you've reached greatness, but, you know, as soon as you're, you know, you've reached the mindset of I'm great, I'm amazing, you might taper off. And I personally don't want that for myself, you know. If I keep saying, I'm all right, I'm good. I'm good at what I do, but I want to be better, then I can start becoming great. But if I have the mindset saying I'm great, I'm going to slack because I already know I'm one of the best. Why would I have to keep working harder if I'm already one of the best? Um, Greatness is born upon some people and put on some people. Um, I've just been lucky enough to have the mindset of a great man.
1: Where do you think you get that from?
0: people you surround yourself with. Um, I've been surrounded by, you know, plenty of amazing people. I put myself with friends that have the same mindset as myself. Um, Parents who were striving for excellence at all times. Um, I think it's all about who you surround yourself with.
1: Do you ever think that maybe maybe you've been, that you feel a little bit pressured to want to do something great? Or is it a genuine sense of this This is what I want, this is what I want to do, and, and this is how I want to do it?
0: I've never been pressured to be great. Um, <laughs> my mom and dad have always said, you know, we'd love you if you're a coal miner. You know, you know my mom wants me to stay home. She doesn't want me to leave. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but I put the pressure on myself, you know, um, in my own thinking that, I can't do that. I can't stay home. I've seen people who've stayed home. That's not me. I'm not satisfied with that. And I know you have the same same thinking. You know, I bet you have people who would be fine if you're just you. You yeah. know, but it's not who you are.
1: Yeah. I think that's that's the hardest thing to, disting, to, to distinguish. It's whether or not you're doing it because. You want to, or you're doing it because you feel that you need to do it for somebody else, mm-hmm. and and anybody will tell you that if you're doing it for somebody else, it's not the right reason. Right. So, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it, someone who has gone through the stuff that you have, who's who's had to be comfortable. With being uncomfortable and, and, and remove themselves from situations, what would you tell somebody? What would you tell somebody that that needs that kind of cue? That needs to be told. That you need to remove yourself. What would you tell that person?
0: Um, I would say not to remove yourself completely. The way I did it is very extreme, and you know wouldn't work for a lot of people. It worked for me, but I'm not saying that's everybody. But <clears throat> excuse me try you know you know slowly taking yourself away from what your routine is you know put yourself in a new situation you know give yourself a new goal um you know if your goal right now is just wake up go to work do your job go home throw something in the middle there you know try to go out and do a new sport try to go out and do a new activity a new game whatever you want to do challenge yourself to do something you haven't done before and slowly you'll find more things about yourself will come up that have been dormant because of where you're at but the more new things you do the new experiences more of you will come out that you'll be like oh there's that i need to switch that there's that and slowly you'll find yourself
1: yeah all it is 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 about growth right it's it's growing as a person growing as a leader and it's just it's just finding those those key things to yourself because as soon as you I mean you're gonna experience a lot of stuff, you're gonna go through a lot of things and figure out a lot of different qualities that you have as a person and when you can take those qualities that you know are positive and then you can construct yourself as a as a well-rounded human being, I mean there's nothing better than that mm-hmm. as long as you have that that advantage and, and the ability to say that. You have taken the time to remove yourself from, from a situation that you knew was going to cause nothing but comfort. Right. You can you can honestly say that you've grown. And there's nothing wrong with that.
0: Yeah. What uh What would you say is a good situation that you've pulled yourself out of that was very comfortable for you, but you grew in the end?
1: And It's funny because we stopped by there earlier tonight. Mm-hmm. At first, and it it kind of ties into the thing about having greatness thrust. Like, some people being born great, some people having greatness thrust upon them. And, like, I never thought about weightlifting. Like, weightlifting wasn't something that was on my mind until, you know, you, Cor- like, you, me, and Austin sat and watched the Fittest on Earth movie. Yeah. And then we started doing CrossFit. And then from CrossFit, we started doing... We started doing the wads and weightlifting and stuff. And I was like, Oh, I want to do weightlifting.
0: Yeah.
1: Our, in, in Michael, oh my God, our first coach, he was a great coach, fantastic man, fantastic gentleman. He's definitely helped me with, you know, in, in the time that he was my coach, he definitely helped me with a lot of situations personally. And, and with, with the sport mm-hmm. and, and ha- having him be my first coach, my first real weightlifting coach in the sport that I had nothing to do, no prior experience other than the the weightlifting that we did at school. I mean, it was I really didn't want to disappoint him, like I really didn't want to do anything that would upset him or just perform poorly. Yeah. But you know, I I, I started to, I started to to plateau, and you know there were things and there were things about his coaching styles and his methods that weren't really, that that didn't really work for me. And even though, even though I was really, you know, committed to him and and really wanted to not disappoint him, I didn't have to take myself and remove myself from that situation if I wanted to, to get better. Mm -hmm. And what ended up happening was, you know, he left and I found Sage and, and Sage started coaching me. And, it hurt like that was a really sad time because i i felt like i was losing i was losing a really good friend a really good mentor a father figure you know someone who stepped in when things were really shitty yeah you know and that and you know i i get really sad about i get really sad about thinking about how if he's ever been upset with me like that's that's my fault i own it Mm -hmm. but if i if i hadn't Done what I did, if I hadn't taken the next step as an athlete, and everyone tells you as an athlete, like you have to be selfish sometimes. Like if you want to be the best that you can be, you have to be selfish. So if I hadn't taken the time to remove myself and and then, you know, evaluate the pros and cons and do what I had to do and and ended up where I ended up, I, I I don't think I could say that. I think I would have been in the same I, I would have ended up doing the same things right, but I don't think that I would have learned as much as an athlete and as as a man if if I hadn't put myself in that uncomfortable position mm-hmm.
0: and you were you were contemplating it for a long
1: time i was i was I was very in between I was in the middle of, of which way I was gonna go, where I was gonna go, who's gonna be my coach, and I'm lucky, I'm lucky that he was very understanding. That Amy was very understanding. That you know, at Sage and Coach B were very understanding. I'm, I'm lucky that I had you guys all telling me I had to do what was best for me. Right. And then that's th- those are the things that you have to you when you have those people in your life that believe in you and then want nothing but the best for you. It's it's really hard not to listen, mm-hmm. but. But yeah, that's that's something I can definitely say that if 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 that hadn't happened, if that hadn't happened, I don't I don't think I'd be in the situation and, and position that I am in today. Yeah. Because what came from such a big switch and and kind of revamping in my commitment to the sport and my excitement and all that stuff, a lot of stuff sprouted from it. You know, like this podcast, a couple jobs. Uh, job opportunities, meeting new people, all this kind of stuff and you just kind of make the hard decision sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like you sometimes you have to be the one that that really makes that that decision and sometimes you got to live with it.
0: Uh, and with that hard decision and this great outcome it has, you know, became there was a lot of hard times because of this decision. Did you ever, you know, look back and say, I wish I would have stayed there because this wouldn't have happened and this would have happened, you know?
1: There's definitely been shifts in mentalities and then there's a a new shift in how serious everything has gotten and and how committed, you know, how, how more revamped my commitment is. You know, back then it was just, lifting in a garage i just weightlifting in a garage because yeah. i just wanted to get good yeah but i think as as you progress and as you get more and more serious about it and then these new opportunities start coming up that 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 quality of of commitment and seriousness turns into something completely different it starts turning into all this kind of pressure and all this kind of I don't know there's just a lot more to think about there's a lot more pressure there's a lot more passion that needs to be put into it things are going to get harder weights are going to get heavier it's just going to get more rough right and absolutely I mean you can always sit and think about what could have happened if I would have just stayed but it's it's the same it's the same thing we were talking about about how if you would have stayed if you would have stayed at home and now we're Two or three years down the line, what would happen? Yeah. So, I'm. You know, there's there's days where there's days definitely where. I miss the, I miss the, being able to live with like with you and Austin and and live with the boys and and do that kind of yeah. stuff. But at the same time, I'm, I'm really I'm really excited what the future has to hold, and and. I don't know. It's like the sense of, I don't know if professionalism is the right kind of word, but the sense of, I think it's just a sense of, of everything that's on the table. Like there's so much more, there's just so much more room for growth. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's just, it's fun. (laughs) Life is just, life is definitely one of those things where, it's not black and white things are never going to be just black and white there's going to be a lot of gray to everything but as long as as long as you're willing to stick it out i don't know if you've ever seen that episode of bob Ross, where he's just painting no someone someone came up to him and said i can't do any of your paintings or i can't see any of your paintings because i am colorblind and i can only see black and white i can only yeah. see black white and gray and bob russ does this amazing painting in just gray right just all grays grays right. blacks and whites and it's like that's what life is mm-hmm. i like get all these grays man like so many different grays so many different shades of this and this and this is that at the, at the end of the day the outcome is going to be what you want it yeah it's
0: it's all based on your choices and where you want to take it
1: mm-hmm. where would where do you want to take it where 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 do you see your life headed what in in the next 5 years what, what is it that, what is it that you see happening?
0: I would love to, so, so when I look into the future and I look at where I am, you know, I want, you know, I want to be obviously military, you know, uh, Rangers is my end goal. Um, as of right now, it's where I want to get to. Um, but you know, once I hit that, I see, you know, my family, but You know all these new adventures you know all these new things i would love to try um, going out and meeting new people Um, as long as i have my basis you know i have my family my my uh my family my career what i would love to do um, and then my activities on the side you know all these new things i want to try all these new adventures you know i don't want to be stuck in that rut you know, I want to keep going. I want to keep going to new places, doing new things like this podcast I've never done before. You know, It's a new experience that I would love. Um, and that's where I see myself. I can't pinpoint it, but it's something new.
1: You know the direction that you're going. Yeah. And that's that's better. I think I, I mentioned it. I mentioned it, I think an episode or two ago. But there's a good saying that a, a man with no waypoint like a no direct way. Uh, if a man has man at sea with no waypoint, no no port that he wants to go to, mm-hmm. no wind is favorable. So, if you don't know where you're going, that wind can blow you anywhere. Yeah, it's not gonna be good. No. But as long as you know the direction that you're headed, that's that's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's the thing that everyone really has to understand is that with with looking inwards rather than outwards and 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 trying to figure out those things that you wanna do, like you're definitely gonna be uncomfortable. Like there's definitely situations that you're gonna to have to remove yourself from. People you're gonna to have to remove yourself from jobs, loved ones. There's things that you're gonna to have to do that are not gonna be easy. Yeah. That 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 are gonna hurt and that are gonna be just a just nothing but a bunch of tears and memories and regrets and and if you're if you're not willing to do that, then you may have to reevaluate what it is that you want to do, mm-hmm. but nothing worth doing or nothing worth that pain is worth doing at all, yeah, so everyone just has to kind of sit and think about it just think about what 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 things in their life right now are or I mean what what things in your life right now are uncomfortable that that you would love to remove yourself from but you need to do it mm-hmm. for right now
0: I've I heard I heard this quote a couple of weeks ago it says you know how many how many times a day do you sit in silence probably not very much you know you're either talking to people you're on your phone you're listening to music you're watching TV but very few of us actually sit with ourselves, And I had to do that a couple of times before uh, I did it just a month ago. You just sit with yourself and figure out what is actually going on in your head, head without the distractions of your phone or your TV. And that will bring a lot out of you. That will, you know, kind of see where you're going and see where you need to be if you're willing to change it all. If you're not willing to change there's no point it's not gonna happen you have to be willing to do it before you even start moving
1: yeah i don't i don't know if i've ever done that if i i don't know if i can handle that yeah. but sitting in silence i mean that's definitely something that that i would love to start doing mm-hmm. and just do it
0: it's it's a whole new thing it's a you know you don't think about it very much but you rarely sit in silence unless you're sleeping but you are rarely just with your own head because people are afraid of their own head oh yeah that's where the demons lie that's where that's where the regrets the fears are but you have to acknowledge those or else you're, you're not going to go anywhere
1: yeah how do you know if, if how do you know if anything's hurting or what things are hurting what things you have to get rid of what things you have to do if you yeah. don't if you ignore them
0: it's easy to block them out with distractions we have a ton of them it's, it's hard to be with yourself, but you have to do it.
1: What if, what if the thing that's uncomfortable, what if, yeah, what if the thing that people are uncomfortable with is, is themselves and they have to learn to be comfortable with being themselves?
0: Um, you know, I, you know, that's a, that's a tough one. Every person is different with their own head everyone's got their own their own boiling pot up top and you know the way I talk to myself is different than the way you talk to yourself you know probably yeah probably I can I can sit in silence and you know think of what I got to do what I have to accomplish whereas some people can sit in silence and be afraid of their own past their own what they're doing right now um it's it's tough to be afraid of yourself um, and what you can be, but you know you'll never know.
1: Yeah. So I guess if I guess if there's anything to take away, it's it's that in order to find the things that you're uncomfortable with and find those pains and aches in your heart and your mind, you have to take the time to sit with yourself and figure out what those are. Yes. So you have to learn to be comfortable with those uncomfortable thoughts
0: you have to to grow
1: that's that's funny that's funny man it's i from the just a couple of people that i've had on the podcast like with like megan and you and austin there's a couple times and i have a bunch of people that i have lined up that i want to talk to but yeah you know it's like you and austin are my best friends and megan's one of my really good friends and my teammates and it's like like I know so much about you guys already, but this is op- Like this, this is a different opportunity. Like this is opening up stuff, and I'm finding stuff out about you guys in a different way. Which is, again, it's one of those things where it's like, this podcast is new. This is something that I'm learning to do. So I, I'm getting comfortable with the fact that I'm, you know, I, I'm getting comfortable with the fact that I'm. Pro- I'm really uncomfortable because sometimes I feel like I'm not doing such a good job. Yeah. So it's 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 definitely it's definitely eye opening and it's 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 one of those things that you were just talking about it's you learn you learn from those uncomfortable experiences and I'm glad that the things I'm learning about are the people that I I love and care about. Yeah. So I I appreciate it. I appreciate you coming here. I appreciate you being here and talking to me for 45 minutes. Uh where where can people find you if, if you want people to find you? If if they want if you want people to be interested in you and, and look you up.
0: Um I got a Instagram at Corey Goodlit Sixty One. Um That's about all I'm on.
1: Are you doing any weightlifting competitions coming up? Or are you doing anything like that?
0: I'm doing the Renatus competition in April. Okay. Uh, April thirteenth. That's in Hemet. Yep. Yeah. At the Renatus Barbell Club. Okay. Yeah, I'll be doing that competition. Um, hopefully, if I don't leave before then. Yeah. yeah. How how
1: how? What's the time frame on that? Do you know anything about that? No, I
0: don't. I no. have to. Uh, I got to go down to medical in San Diego and uh, get my physical done and take my test. But once I have that done, then I'll I'll get my ship date. It could be anywhere between a month and six months. So it's uh, it's not up to me. Yeah. But hopefully, it's later than sooner. I'd like to have some time, you know, before I
1: go. Yeah. Well, me too. Yeah. Uh, Well, thank you guys. Thank you. Thank everybody. I I like to thank everybody who's listened and and been a part of of the show and and liked learning from from the stuff that, you know, I've like that I've said and, you know, the people that I care about. And again, at the end of the day, it's it's not about it's not about me trying to tell you guys what it is that is gonna work for you. It's it's you finding those things within yourself. So I'm I'm glad that you've taken the time to to learn those cues and and try to develop your own cues. If you guys wanna reach out to me, if you guys have anything you wanna say, you guys can always reach you on uh reach me on my Instagram, the uh the the Thousand Ways podcast Instagram or the Thousand Ways podcast Gmail. So Thousand Ways Podcast at gmail dot com. I love to talk to anybody, love to love to talk to to people who who have stuff to say who have their own cues stuff that we can all learn from Uh, i appreciate it and uh i'll talk to you i'll talk to you soon i'm trying to get this still on a on a set schedule or i'm just going to start putting them out like like crazy just random just just put them out every single day if i could but uh yeah i love you guys thank you guys for for listening and uh i'll talk to you guys soon bye Corey.